Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, let's get started, Eric, and see what we got from Jimmy and Johnston. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnston, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Johnston. It's pretty close Maybe. to the, pretty close to the football guy. Uh, anyway, Jimmy over in the Johnson area, he says, Eric, I've heard that I should do a 401k rollover anytime I leave a job, and I just left a job last month. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm lazy. <laughs> how, how complicated is this process, and how vital is it that I do it? Complicated, depending on who your 401k is with, Jimmy, it's not complicated at all. Uh, there's a few companies which do make it complicated, which always is irritating um, to uh, the person, the client, because it's their money. It's not the company's money, but they make you jump through all these elaborate hoops to get access to it. Most of the time, it's pretty simple. When we custody assets for our clients, we use Fidelity. If your 401k is at Fidelity, it is extremely simple. It's just a phone call, actually. And what's interesting, I always tell the clients, I always prep them for the call, because when we call, and we get to a representative, and they say, "What do you want to do today?" He's like, "Oh, well, you want to roll out the four hundred one k?" They're like, oh, "Okay, you know, they're you know, they're no one likes losing a client." Sure. And they ask, "Well, where's the money going?" Well, to Fidelity. Oh, they're all helpful. Oh, <laughs> well, let me look here. Oh, yeah, I see the account number right there. <laughs> right. So I always tell uh, Jimmy, anyone that's working with us, the easiest thing you have to do is say yes. My staff handles us all the time, and so a lot of times it can be done via phone call or online. Uh, a lot of plans have gotten to where it's more easily accessible online. They're trying to cut down on the interaction with the or cost of having stuff processed manually. Some companies, though, they do make it a little bit tougher where the distribution form has to be mailed to you. You have to then take it into your um, person who handles that 401k at the office, like the home HR person, something like that. Right. But most of the time, the vast majority of time, it's easily done online or over the phone. So pretty simple. So you know, if you could do it by a phone call, which means if you say you're lazy that, you know, you can just be sitting around the house in sweatpants and, and it can be done. <laughs> so it's not not that hard at all. Vital about it, you know, it's still tax protected when it's in the old 401k. But the thing is, you're, you only have access to what those options are. When you take it to an IRA, you can hold whatever you want to hold. Um, literally any investment option is available to you. So having it in your control is always better than having it in the company's control. Also, when you take distributions, when you take a a distribution from a 401k, so you need some money, when they send it to you, they mandatorily have to withhold 20% for prepayment of your federal income tax. When you take it from an IRA, you get to choose whether you want taxes withheld or not. So there's more tax flexibility. Sometimes people don't want it held. I'll settle up with them later. Or I got enough other income coming that I pay tax on. This is not going to be impacted. Or maybe I only want 5% withheld or 7% withheld as opposed to 20. So it's just nicer that way. It's easier for income distribution out of an IRA than it is out of a 401k. 
Okay. So if you need help with that, give us a call. Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. Great question. Thanks so much for being honest, too, man. Uh, Certainly appreciate that. 515-226-1500. All right, Dave in Des Moines. We got a theme going on here. We got JJ and DD here. Uh, Dave in Des Moines, he says, I'm 52, Eric, and getting married in a couple of months. Congratulations. Uh, This is the first time I've ever been married, second for the fiancé. I don't know what to do as far as the financial implications of all this. Prenup, not prenup. Should we combine all our stuff, keep it separate? What? Uh, got any advice for for Dave here? Well, Dave, um, prenup or not prenup, I would probably um, you know talk to an attorney about that or just have an open, honest conversation. Uh, since your first marriage, I'm assuming that you don't have kids. That's a, a big assumption. You don't know you could have kids not being married. It doesn't take being married to have a child. And if she has children from a previous marriage, then it's at the death that some things might get a little tricky. And so usually if I bring assets to the marriage and she has assets, especially later in life, you want those assets to go to your side of the family as opposed to the other person. So those are just things you just want to spell out. You know, you could have a, a use agreement where if you were to uh, – let's say you guys buy a, a place together, you know, and she gets to use it until um, she passes, then that would go to your side of the estate. Her money, you know, if something happened to her – Maybe it goes to her kids or you get some of it or maybe split it three ways, that kind of stuff. So just talk through, have an open, honest conversation. It's always better to talk through what happens if someone dies and plan for that rather than just hoping it never happens. Because unfortunately it does. It always does when the the least popular time or (laughs) least convenient time. Now, the default typically is, is spouse has first right to things like pensions, qualified plans, those kinds of things. But um, as long as they sign off on it, you can have any beneficiary that you want if you want to go to something instead. But Well, um, Eric, Eric, I'm kind of similar to Dave here. When, so let me try, try to chime in real sure. fast and yeah. get your take Real on world's this. always great. Yeah. Um, my wife and the same thing, Dave. So it was my first, her second. We keep everything completely separate just because we were functioning adults, right? So we, everything was already separate. Uh, so we have our, our house is under the same name. But other than that, and we file taxes, obviously, you know, married uh, filing jointly. But other than that, everything is kind of separate. She has her money, I have mine. So when it comes to the retirement planning part, Eric, does that make a huge difference as long as they're communicating and working together? I mean, you have separate accounts anyway, right? 401ks right. and stuff. Because you can't combine IRAs and 401ks. Right. So, but they may say, hey, you know, let's say the, the, um, the household bills are, you know, it's $5,000. So each bring $2,500 in per month in right. income. Right. Or, you know, I'll take care of. Yeah, I pay the mortgage. Know, she pays the mortgage. Bills. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pay the property tax or, you know, just work it out that way. Right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to. And then there's normally they have a, a joint account that they'll put the money in. So they each have their own checking accounts for the direct deposit of their pent or their incomes or mm-hmm. uh, paychecks, that kind of stuff. And then they'll move that over into a joint account to pay bills out of. Does it make your job any harder if it is separate like that? Not if they're married and they file a joint return, but if they're not married, then we have to do two plans. Okay. Um, it's not it's just a little more work, and it's, uh, you know, I always tell them the story of a couple that did come in. They were not married. They were living together, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Um, nothing to say you got to be married. But he uh, passed away uh, sooner than expected. Now, they had the house together. She inherited his half of the house. Well, in the state of Iowa, if you're not married – you're considered what's called an other, and so there's inheritance tax. So it costs around $15,000 to inherit his half of the house. Oh, okay. So that's money she had to come out of her lifestyle, had to you know, produce. I mean, yeah. A lot of people don't have that laying around their checking account just to keep his half of the house where the piece of paper would have saved that money. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Interesting. So, so definitely some different things. But of course, Dave is getting married. Uh, so he just is looking for some advice on that. But yeah, I think first thing is talking with each other and finding out what works for you, right? I mean, that's right. going to be, if you guys can do things separately because that's how you've been living, I mean, it works for us. The one thing yeah. that couples fight about often is, right, is uh, money and sex, right? That's what married couples fight about. And <laughs> that's the one thing my wife and I never do, at least the money part, because <laughs> it's separate, you know? Well, plus, when you, like you mentioned, I mean, you're, you're, according to this, Dave, you're 52 years old. So you've been kind of functioning on your yeah, own. Yeah, he's a functioning a adult, yeah. And I'm sure she is. So, yeah, keeping it separate um, is probably the way it's go. It's just handling at death is what you want to talk sure. through. If something does happen to one of us, how do we want this to, to be different? And, and I guess the sticky point probably for a retirement planner like yourself in this is that they both could possibly have children, right? And so they yes. want to leave certain things to their children, maybe prior to the assets coming together or whatever. So just kind of working that all out. Uh, it sounds like it's also a good time, you know, Dave, to get a team, right? To get a financial professional in your corner uh, and both y'all's corner, right? And work through that process. So nothing right. wrong with that. 515-226-1500 if you'd like to uh, talk with Eric and his team and sit down and have a chat at the new digs as well. Eric's got the new office going. So 515-226-1500. Let's squeeze in this last one. We'll wrap it up. Lisa and Carlisle and she says, Eric, I inherited an IRA from my aunt, uh, and my understanding is that I'm required to withdraw some of it. How do I determine how much that is? Well, conveniently, Lisa, the IRS has a, uh, has a number that you're going to have to use. There's called an inherited IRA distribution table. And so based on your age, there's a factor. And what you have to do is you have to divide that um, by that factor and take that amount out. However, they change the rules. So you have to have it because you're a non-spouse beneficiary. You have to have that IRA distributed within 10 years of your aunt's passing. So you can take out a minimum distribution during that 10 years and then take out the rest of it. You could wait 10 years to take it out. You can take out an equal amount, but you're going to have the whole thing depleted by the end of that 10th year. And then if you reside in Iowa, currently there's inheritance tax, but they're changing that. So you may have some inheritance tax as well for the state. Whether the inheritance tax stays or is repealed, I think they're working on repealing that, no matter what, you're going to have federal income tax. So all those distributions from your aunt's IRA will be 100% taxable to you at your highest marginal rate. So one strategy that you may want to look at, Lisa, is that if you're still working and you're not contributing the maximum amount to your qualified plan, put in the maximum amount because you're getting money coming from another source that you could use to put food on the table, right, and pay your bills, and that way you're kind of deferring the tax, right? Mm, if you, yeah. So you're getting $10,000 from your aunt that's taxable, but you're putting an extra 10000 away into your qualified plan, the net effect is zero to you. One's taxable, one's a tax deduction. So you can offset it that way. That's one way. I always counsel people when they have to take out inherited accounts to do it that way. So that way you're kind of transferring it to your name, theoretically, but because it's a big tax bite when you got to take out big distributions like that. Okay. Or see, maybe you're close to retirement. I don't know. It doesn't have your ages on here. Right, maybe you yeah. take out a little bit what's required, and then you know maybe you retire in three years, and that year you start taking out the larger chunks to get to uh, that tenth year we got to have it out by. Well, that's all part of the planning and the strategy process, right? And that's what could goes on during the retirement readiness review. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of information to cover uh, in retirement. We try to make it simple for our folks and also keep them ahead of changing needs. So when things like this do change, the Cure Act passes. We educate our clients when they come in and doing reviews. Tell them, okay, this is the new rules now that we need to play on, and this is how we would approach it, and this is our recommendation. So having someone in your corner, but the first step in seeing if we're the right people for you is to go through that retirement readiness review to see if, one, if we're a fit for you and if you're a fit for us, but also you get a handle on where you are at and if you can retire when you want to retire and all that kind of great stuff. So 
give us a call, 515-226-1500. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now, 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.